Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Happy Super Bowl Monday to everybody out there listening. Jake coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Eric Jensen uh, producing today across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Jake, uh, how are we doing today? As I have uh, said oftentimes before, and I've heard others say the same thing, and I think you're probably part of that group, as I'm reflecting back on our post-Super Bowl discussions of the past, that today should be a national holiday. You know what, Gordon? It's it's funny you say that, because I think I've reversed course on that opinion. You think that that no longer is the case or should be the case? So I actually today uh, jumped on our uh, company-wide Zoom. Uh, We call it the huddle, uh, Uh where uh, we do it every Monday. And uh, I gave the report for the radio station today in front of the the company. And uh, (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You gave the report? I did. I gave the report today because I'm a very important person. Or uh, also— That's not in doubt. Also, it could have been because Scotty and Lloyd couldn't do it, so that might have been that might have been it too. But anyway, I was the representative uh, from the station, and uh, I said today um, that uh, normally I, I well I didn't say I said today should not be a holiday because I can't wait to talk about the Super Bowl, and I can't wait to talk about the Jazz who continue to be the hottest team in the league. So why would I not want to come to work today? I'm in a terrific mood. Yeah, but that's you and me. I'm talking about the the, the, the people I represent, the working class folks. Oh. Uh, you know, I'm a man of the people out there. I'm, you I'm are speaking not. for them. You know, <laughs> I, I, I represent yeah. no one, Gordon. I'm no, looking. No. I'm looking out for numero uno. <laughs> Always thought that. But never said it. Uh, but I, I will. You know. I so uh, let me refrain, Let me peel back here. I, I think it should be a national holiday for everybody but us. Okay. All right. Sure. I can come along with that. There you go. Bang. Show. Uh, show policy right there. That's that's what the that's our platform. That's what the show is for. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, I had to get that. Because, because think about it. Think about what a lot of our listeners are going through today. Biggest game of the year. Football season is over. I know everything's sort of been changed with perspectives of the past year and all the difficulties that we have, uh, all of us have, have faced. 
but uh, it, representing also some kind of uh, understanding of what's most important in life, namely life. Uh, so anyway, but on, on most occasions, and I still feel a little bit today that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, we need to recover from, from football ending. Yeah, it is kind of a bummer that football is ending, but uh, that was a very interesting uh, game, and I was uh, right about it in so many ways. You were, and you were, and that, except for you were wrong with what you said right there because it wasn't interesting. Oh, it was. I I'll explain why oh, I thought it was interesting. Okay. Uh, right. We can we can dive into that. We're gonna we're gonna do that for the split story. So uh, stay tuned. But I did uh, want to quickly point out the fact that the entire show picked the Chiefs. Except for one courageous voice, Gordon, and <laughs> and who was that? Who had who possessed that voice, Gordon? Uh, you did. And who lost faith in his man crush, Tom Brady, at the most inopportune time? Now, as usual, you're twisting what actually happened. I I picked the Chiefs because I that was my selection before the season started. So I, I thought it would be disingenuous of me to flip at this particular time leading up to the game. Otherwise, I would have gone with Tom Brady. You would not stop it. You stop it. You stop it right been now. Playing, you guys have been playing Unchained Melody every time I bring Tom I know, Brady's name up. And then you up. abandoned him they, the minute he becomes I, the I, underdog. No, 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 the I had minute to he becomes the no, underdog, had, you're like, I'm out. I had to stay with my pick. I couldn't flip no, you at that particular time. Absolutely and, and I, flipped because I had been uh, busting your chops for two weeks. Two weeks. And you could have flipped and thrown it right into my face. Absolutely could have done that. Yeah, and I could have done that. I could have done that, but then I would have with had your, to flip-flop on my pick. And so, the, uh, uh, you know. That I was months been, ago. No, that, that was that, months I ago. Know, but I, I can't. I yes, you can. Yes, you uh, that, can. And stop no, this. I've, stop this I mean, behavior. Stop I need it. To stay consistent. Unlike you, who've been ripping Tom Brady for the past, well, forever, and now all of a sudden, oh, the guy look wins at my, Super Bowls. Look at the wisdom. Look the at guy, my wisdom. The guy look wins Super Bowls. That's what he does. Come on. That's what he does. He, he is fantastic. There is no doubt about it. And I want to hear that from you. In every segment of the show today, you have, I want you I want you to say Tom Brady is the greatest football player in the history of the sport. Well, obviously he is. I mean, that was true like four years ago. Can we stop acting like I that's need, a controversial take? When, <laughs> oh, uh, no, and it's, oh, not, it's, not, it. it's not you, actually. This is, I, I was thinking about this all day today because I've been hearing it and seeing it everywhere. And it's it's like that that discussion was was decided so long ago. It's ridiculous. Let's move on and create it the, something interesting out of it because that that was that was sports radio topic one on one in what what years in 2016? <laughs> Maybe earlier. No, it could have been like 2000. No, no, yeah, there yeah. were arguments. No, back there then. were not. Uh, no, nah, he's just he's just slamming the door is all. Yeah, he's doing I stuff mean, we've never seen. And and uh, yeah, that that discussion was over a long time ago. Whether he's still that, you know, we can have that discussion. You know, like uh, the level he's currently playing at. If he's still the best player in the NFL, the fact that we could actually have that discussion uh, now that he is forty three is is unheard of. This is going to be good today. 
This is gonna be good. Oh no, that's the last I'm saying on the matter. the The rest is <laughs> the rest of the show is is going to be about offensive and defensive lines, because oh, I, I'm doing it in honor of my guy Hans Olsen, and it was absolutely the deciding factor in that football game. Well, I mean, I can't. It's hard. Well, there are a lot of deciding factors, uh, but uh, I, and I, I look. I noticed this after the after the game last night. You had the same people out there who were downplaying what Tom Brady did and giving all the credit to Tampa Bay's defense, and uh, you know it, because they just they can't bring themselves. At least you have brought yourselves or yourself around to saying what is truth. Oh, I've been saying and, it and forever, That is the Gordon. greatness of Tom Brady. And, and see, that's the difference between you and many others who still can't bring themselves to say it. You can admit you know? that, but you don't have to love the man. You don't have to cheer for him, as I often said. Although I did yesterday. For the first time in my <laughs> entire life, I cheered for Tom Brady and he won. Uh, how about that? I even wore Uggs slippers. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, uh, I did tweet see that, and I, my question for you is: Where'd you get those? Oh, I've had them. I've had them for a while. So um, wait, you've been making fun of Tom Brady for wearing no, no, Uggs no, no, no. boots? First of all, there's a difference between Uggs boots and Uggs slippers because they make a fine slipper. Uh, but second of all, that's oh, but that's but the Austin. Boots that but is the boots aren't fine. That is Austin's bit, not mine. Okay. Not to throw All our right. guy under the Sorry. bus or anything. Okay, that, let's that, talk that, about that. let's talk about the game. Let's get to the split story. Let's let's talk about what happened uh, and how I was right in so many ways. Go ahead, Eric. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280, the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Here's Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski. Again. Brady play action. Looking. Third option. End zone. Caught. Gronkowski again. Gronkowski comes out of retirement. Fournette was looking for a home. And when the Super Bowl ended, the ball would be in the hands of Tom Brady. I don't know why we ever think it won't. Your final score, Gordon, in the Super Bowl, it was the Buccaneers. My guys, 31-9 over the Kansas City Chiefs. And, Gordon, you know what? I, I'm going to step aside and, and let you select where we start today because there is. Uh, I thought it was an interesting game. You want me to explain that? Is that where you want to start? Yeah, you go right ahead. I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting game uh, because the Chiefs being who they are, until probably like six minutes left to go in the game, you're thinking to yourself, wow, they could come back at any moment. And and I'm at least thinking about the, you know, the Falcons and the Patriots and, and that, you know, turnaround in that game and how everybody who stuck it out to the end was certainly uh, happy about it. So there was that feel to it, I thought. Uh, and then Tom, you know, Tom Brady was extremely efficient. But they if you like watching a quarterback get, uh, you know, buried uh, on the field, then you enjoyed that game, which uh, I, I did. I thought I thought Tampa Bay played really tough, and then I thought Kansas City did a lot wrong. So it, it, it was I thought it was interesting because you, you thought that that comeback was possible at any time. I didn't think that. I thought they were cooked. I really did because of what I had seen prior to. There didn't, they did not have answers, and I didn't think that Patrick Mahomes was just going to magically 
come up with something. I know he's done that in the past, but there are a lot of things that he's done in the past that he could not do last night. I mean, that that game was over, and, and I, I thought it was over. But you were right, Jake. And, look, I, I give you credit. You brought this up time and time again that that offensive line uh, repaired as it was was not going to be able to keep the heat off of uh, Patrick Mahomes. And sure enough, they didn't. But I want to give the the Tampa Bay uh, defensive secondary, and that, those guys back there were doing their jobs because even when Patrick Mahomes had what seemed to be adequate time, he was having difficulty having enough confidence, which is really strange coming from him, to throw the ball down the field. He, did you see how many times there were coverage sacks in that game? Yeah, a bunch. Um, because they double teamed Hill and Kelsey all night long. I mean, that was <laughs> that was going to be their thing. They were going to st- uh, stick two guys deep down the middle of the field, and they were going to make somebody else beat them. And then the the front four got to them. I mean, that's what you can yeah. do when you can get pressure with the front four. Do you know how many times, uh, at least according to um, Tony Romo, do you know how many times that uh, the Bucks blitzed last night, Gordon? How many? Five. Yeah. That's it. seemed it. a lot more than that, didn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, because those guys up front were just monsters. And yeah. they just they, they really played a heck of a game. And one thing the Chiefs did not do, Gordon, was help. I couldn't believe what I was watching. They did, they weren't helping those the offensive linemen. They weren't chipping with the running backs or or keeping the tight end to block. They weren't doing any of that. They they relied on those five guys to protect Mahomes, and they just got worked. It, it's almost like they thought that Mahomes would be able to pull off his great escape uh, escapades of the past, and uh, he was not able to do it. And he never really got comfortable. Uh, there were uh, you could count on one hand the number of throws where it looked like he dropped back, set up, and fired the ball down the field with confidence. Here I've got another stat for you, Gordon. Do you know how many knockdowns that the Bucks had against the Chiefs? So how many times Patrick Mahomes was knocked down? <laughs> well, I don't know if I can count that high. It was twelve. It was twelve, yeah. which is a lot. Hurries was in the high twenties, I believe. It was like twenty-eight. Uh, but uh, but knocked down twelve times, which is which is a ton. Do you know how many times Tom Brady was knocked down? How many? Twice. Yeah. So he was allowed to stand back there and make the throws. And one side note about Tom Brady, by the way, uh, bringing Gronk back was an excellent idea for those for that game alone because Tom knows this is how smart he is. I mean, he knows when he has to make a play. And when the game, the Super Bowl, whatever is on the line, he's going with who he knows is going to make the play. And he hadn't really been doing that that much. It was almost like a Trojan horse. He blocked uh, all year. He blocked. He uh, yeah. Eric, what was uh, you know these types of things off the top of your head? What was Gronkowski's uh, um, catches this year? It was like forty five, right? Something like that. Yeah, it wasn't insane. It was around like forty-two, and I was looking. And he he only ended the year. I was shocked to see this with like, well, no, that's Le- Leonard Fournette also who had a big game. He only touched the ball a few times too, and only had two hundred eleven yards in the season. Let me pull up uh, Gronk's number uh, numbers here, but yeah, Gronk did not have that many catches in the playoffs. Even he yeah, had had three catches before this game, and he ended up with two touchdown catches. Forty-five yeah, catches I, I, he had this year. By the I way, I kept I kept waiting. Uh, for uh, I wondered how they were going to utilize him because all through the postseason, I'm going, when are they going to go to Gronk? 
When the game, when are they going to go to Gronk? When they needed and it, it was the like, most. They didn't, and now they did. And it was like almost surprising to Kansas City. Like, well, we don't know what's going on here. So, yeah, that's that's <laughs> Tom Brady's pretty smart. Uh, he knows the right things to. He's like having a coach on the field. It's like we talked about uh, last week. He is. And while we're talking about Eric, by the way, Eric, you called me like you crazy for thinking that the the pressure would get. Yeah, to I was. I, I didn't you, want you, to bother you on Super Bowl Sunday, but I owe <laughs> you a. Well, I'm an idiot, and uh, that, that's kind of long and short of it. I am often wrong and uh you you were right i i apologize and i should uh listen to my elders more. there you go well wait wait oh nice uh look you were you weren't alone i mean there were a whole lot of people who thought the chiefs were going to win that game and so you know it's, you a, it's all it's all right Eric. well it Eric's... turns out gordon it's kind of important to have your tackles it, it turns it out that the tackle <laughs> position is kind of important and i i honestly don't know how i Forgot that they they well, made a, they made a movie everybody about was it. Talking about that, was <laughs> Sandra talking Bullock's about in it. Check it out. The, it's it's the called MVP The Blind Side. Be. Sorry, Gordon. Go ahead. Yeah, it was talking about who the MVP was in that game, and for the Chiefs, it was Eric Fisher. Yeah, man. Well, think about it this way. I mean, if if any other of the Hall of Fame level players that were in that game, and there was you know a few, right? You know, the Tom Brady, Gronk, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes. You know, guys that you could certainly see being in the Hall of Fame. If any of those were injured and going to miss the game, we'd give it a second look and say, boy, okay, those guys are missing, right? I mean, why would the same be, or why wouldn't Eric Fisher be the same? And it's my, let me ask you this, Gordon, left tackle, in le- in level of importance, you know, ranking it one, two, three, four, five on a team, where do you put it? Uh, in the modern NFL? Yeah. I, I, it's got to be in the top three. Absolutely. Two, maybe three. The other being defensive end, right? For the same reason why a why a left tackle is important. The the Aaron, uh, well, the defensive end has always been critical, right? Rushing the passer. So that's yeah. that's got to be one, two, three, right there, right? Yep, that's well. So yeah. he's arguably their second most important player, and he wasn't oh, in man. that game. And they Tampa, Tampa's horribly. Tampa's defensive line is really good. That that's been a strength of theirs all year, and their linebackers played really well, by the way because they were able to at least slow down the run. Although the Chiefs went away from the run a little bit, but I guess that's what you do when you're down. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. And, I, again, I go back to that defensive backfield. Man, those guys out back, they were taking care of their business back there, keeping the, a blanket on those receivers. And it's one of the things about watching on TV, sometimes you can't see whether the quarterback is just losing his nerve or whether and the receivers are open. Or whether they're just absolutely blanketed and it's a coverage sack. And that was my suspicion time and time again. Because generally you would think Patrick Mahomes is going to pick up on if his receivers are available to him. And he looked almost on on more pass plays than not. He looked kind of out of sorts. And like Eric brought up, and, and I understand why you did, Eric, that Patrick Mahomes is very agile. Very uh, great athlete, can usually find his way out of those situations. Not in this case. Man, I'll tell you, Kansas City looked absolutely baffled on both sides of the ball. Yeah, they did. And there and there was a distraction out there for the Chiefs, too. And that's, you know, maybe we can 
at least update everybody on that coming up a little later. But, you know, you hope that that didn't have anything to do with it. But they, they made a bunch of, of baffling mistakes. I mean, right down to their punter who kicks the ball right out of the stadium normally, shanked two right in a row. I mean, some, you know, the Chiefs, the Chiefs didn't play well, that's for sure. And that had a lot yeah. to do with the Bucks. You mentioned how many times Tom Brady got knocked down. Uh, I, I I thought the game was terrific uh, play calls on the part of the Bucks. As far as you know how how that Kansas City defense likes to gamble and likes to bring heat, and so and and they had those screens that they were throwing that were just totally keeping that defense off balance. Uh, it, it was a masterful job, both offensively and defensively on the part of the Bucks, and there's just no denying it. And that's the one good thing about the way that game turned out. It was decisive enough that nobody could say, yeah, but. I know there were some what folks thought were questionable calls that went in the favor of the Bucks, and, you know, uh, who was it who was, uh, who was sending nasty uh, tweets out? Was that uh, – was that Mahomes? Mahomes' mom? Oh, his mom who talked about the refs, yeah. It's And I get that. I thought a couple of those calls were questionable, but they went the way they went, and it was absolutely uh, one-sided. And the game was, at the end, boring to me because I just didn't see a way that Mahomes would find the magic that he's had in the past because they had no answers for it. It, it was it – was, I was surprised. I was surprised that Kansas City's offense couldn't find answers. And I understand that they were undermanned along the offensive front. And you've heard me talk about how important I think the offensive line is. I just thought that they would be able to be aware of it and make up for it with Mahomes' great talent. Well, you were wrong. And Eric was too. Yes, I was. All right. Yeah. All right, that's it. I won't rub it in every segment. Why don't you uh, just say you were right? Why do you guys say we were wrong? Oh, what I don't I mean? know, because that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, yeah. What? what uh, Mike. Mike's here with us. Uh, any hour services, of course, uh, our good friend. In mm-hmm. fact, it's good to see you again. It's Mike. good to be here. Yeah, it's good to see you, buddy. Uh, are you are you the type when you when you're right about something that you have to to not only tell people that you were right, which is kind of vain, I get it, but also remind that others were not correct. Um, I'm the kind of guy that will make like subtle jabs to remind you that you were wrong. I, I feel less comfortable like saying, hey, remember when I I'm not a big I told you so kind of guy. I'm much more of a, oh, didn't you say it was going to go like this? Hmm. That's interesting. I'm, I'm much more of that way a little more so so it sounds to me like you're pretty insecure no matter how you're saying it there mike uh, um, because you know i mean isn't that kind of what that indicates uh here's it's, what it's i really it's really no better than what jake has been doing the whole show so far Here, here's he what i know he just insulted Gordon. us both Did well you he's, he's, that? he's he said uh he said i was pretty insecure <laughs> and and here's what i was taught growing up you know when you point fingers uh you know there's four pointing back at you gordon <laughs> there it is wait Wait, is it four or is it three? I actually, I don't know. I guess if you're pointing with your thumb, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then yeah. there's four coming uh, back. If you're doing the, the gun thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, why don't you get Mike's opinion on your, your other uh, topic uh, you started the show with, Gordon, about uh, the national holiday? Because I, if I had to make a guess, a guy who's in the any hour business is, is not going to agree with, with your take here. I just said that I thought the day after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday so that people can – recover from what took place yesterday and get readjusted and 
And get like, ready to go back on Tuesday. Like emotional recovery, or you think everyone's hungover? <laughs> well, like what kind of recovery is needed well, from watching a game? <laughs> Mike I don't makes know. a just, strong point. It, well, I mean, well, both. No, I'm really just trying to understand so that I can, you know. <laughs> so you can, what, uh, have subtle digs later on in the show? Maybe. <laughs> I just no, thought, I, don't I, know. I just thought Usually, a guy uh, who works for a company called Any Hour Services probably doesn't have a whole lot of sympathy when it comes to well, you know days there's off. plenty of people there's plenty of people that you know look for an opportunity to take a day off here and there and you know there's and then there's people like me I I look for opportunities to to work but I don't think that that's just because I'm I'm not saying that I'm better than people I think I'm wired weird my wife often has tried to convince me that I'm a workaholic and I've never really like, you know, disputed that, but yeah, I'm much more of a, if it was a holiday, I, I would make fun of that holiday and say that like, it definitely should not be observed and be working well, anyway. Mike, Mike, what's absolutely certain is that our, our listeners benefit from the way you're wired because you and the folks over there like to work and like to do a good job well, it's and nice to their benefit. So, Thank you, Gordon. What are uh, what are we digging into today? Well, uh, here's the thing. Last week uh, we were in. We were talking about furnaces, and we I think it was last uh, Wednesday we were here. We had so many people call in on Thursday, the day after. Even though we were saying, "Hey, you got to call tonight and and take advantage of this," we had so many people calling the next day. I felt like I kind of needed to come back in again and give those that didn't get a chance to take advantage of that deal to get it again. You know, if you look at the forecast, I. Here's the thing. We all know that forecasts can probably change, but when I pull up my weather app right now, there it's showing the little snowflakes. It's going to be cold, and we still have plenty of cold nights ahead. And so we're going to be mainly talking about our furnaces, what we can do to maintain them, stuff that we need to do to the equipment, and uh, possibly some things that you might want a professional to do for you. So we'll get into the deal here in a second, but you're also famous for your tips because <laughs> uh, you you know you you sure. like helping people out. Uh, well, you know. Honestly, we'll be talking, you know, in each segment about specific things that we can do. But um, a good place to start, honestly, is if you have thrown away or misplaced the owner's manual for your furnace. Uh, you know, I keep mine next to the bed so I can read it at night when I need to fall asleep. But if you've misplaced it, go and download it and go to the maintenance section and check out what needs to be done for your furnace. And then as, you know, another shameless plug for me, but like if you go to Any Hour Services YouTube channel, uh, we've got lots and lots of DIY videos showing you how to do things yourself and educating you on how your systems work. Or if you're a person that likes podcasts, go wherever you listen to podcasts and, and search for In the House. We have a, a weekly podcast where we actually bring the managers in from each department we just pick a topic like you know furnaces and yep. we'll just discuss it to death that's so cool all right let's let's get into the deal here now i have a, a quick question yes uh because you mentioned last week on on wednesday uh now you brought in a, a specific deal and then gordon beat you up pretty good and and that dropped so i don't want to i knew gordon was uh, you were planning on putting mike in this awkward position but uh, are we going with the 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 deal or or the Honest, Gordon deal. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, we're going to go with the Gordon deal, but I went to the managers and I was like, look, I can't have Gordon be the one 
that I can't have it be Gordon looking like he's the one coming in, making this thing happen. You know, I appreciate him, you know, trying to hustle for for the listeners. But here's here's what I've got. So the Gordon deal was this. Normally we charge ninety nine dollars to come out and tune up your furnace, do the manufacturer's recommended maintenance and inspection items. Well worth it at ninety nine bucks. But zone listeners can get it done for seventy dollars off and only pay twenty nine dollars. Schedule for whenever's most convenient for you. But you got to call tonight before six in order to get that deal. Here's what I got the managers to tell us. Any zone listener that calls in, we're going to note the account and say this was a zone listener that called in and mentioned the show. And as long as your furnace has a standard size filter, we're actually going to throw in replacing the filter while we're there. Look at that. Oh, wow. Is that all right? Does that meet your, yeah. your standards there, Gordon? Wow. That's, uh, well, I was I was pleased with uh, the original move, but this is... This is taking it to a new level. That's what Mike does, man. All right, here's the number, 801-443-7400. Save $70 on a 34-point furnace tune-up. Uh, that's a $99 value, only 29 bucks. But you got to get on the books before 6, 801-443-7400. That's 801-443-7400. Mike, with any hour services. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. All right, uh, coming up, we will. Uh, yesterday was an extremely fun sports day because we had a jazz game going into the Super Bowl. We will get uh, into the jazz game coming up next. Also, I want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. They've got the New Year special going on now. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of January. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. It's a great song. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Band of the Day. Today is Poison, selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Uh, Gordon, the Jazz played a Sunday morning game, uh, which I really liked. Game tipped off to, at 11 o'clock. Awesome. Got home plenty of time before the Super Bowl. Uh, it was fun to have a, a jazz game on Super Bowl Sunday, I thought. Um, a lot of sports going on, and the Jazz came away with a win. It wasn't very pretty. They beat the, the Pacers 103-95. to It wasn't their uh, you know, ideal basketball game, but they really toughed and gritted out of victory, which is, is what good teams do. Well, a couple of thoughts come to mind as I was watching that game, Jake. The first is the Jazz did look tired. Uh, they, they looked tired. That looked like a scheduled loss to me when I saw it, the way it was configured in the schedule. And the Jazz uh, staggered a little bit, but uh, the shots weren't falling, and they they knew it. They You could tell they were talking amongst themselves about what was going on, and essentially they were saying, okay, we got to find other ways to win this thing, just like you were talking about. And that's what they did. It's another example of the Jazz finding a different way to win under and difficult circumstances. On that note, Gordon, I, you know, the big part of it, and there's probably multiple things, but the big part of it is Indiana is a good team. They are. 
They're missing a couple of key players right now, and they could be even better when those players come back. Um, but they're, they're a good team. Sabonis is a good player. Malcolm Brogdon is a good player. But Indiana randomly is a terrible rebounding team, which really surprises me considering they start two bigs with Miles Turner and, and Sabonis. But they are, they are randomly, they're second to worst, uh, second to last in the NBA in, in total rebounding. And the Jazz just creamed them on the boards. They out-rebounded well, them 61 to 45 and, and, and had and seven, 17 yeah. offensive rebounds. I mean, they and, just creamed them on the boards. And that was huge. That, that was huge. And, and I like what the Jazz are doing that way. Where and We talked about it with Locke last week, but uh, this, is, this is my own observation, and I have no clue whether it's true or not. It seems to be manifested quite frequently as we're watching these games, and that is that the Jazz are crashing the offensive boards. And if they don't get the board, then they're committing a foul to stop the fast break. As opposed to dropping guys back to stop transition uh, and, and not getting the offensive board. How many times has, has, have you seen momentum sustained by the Jazz by by getting two or three, sometimes four offensive rebounds? Yeah. Well, that was certainly the story uh, of that game. And the Jazz, um, this is this is the biggest surprise of the year if we want to, you know, not just their success, which is somewhat surprising, but uh, the, the biggest thing to me is they're the best rebounding team in the NBA. I didn't see that coming. I, I really didn't. And Rudy is an incredible rebounder, and Royce randomly is really good too. But to be the best rebounding team in the league, that's pretty that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. And it has come in handy for the team time and time again. And this was another example of it uh, because the Jazz weren't hitting their shots and they dug in at the defensive end and did everything they could to uh, to stop the Pacers from, from gaining any advantage in that way. Like you said, it was that game wasn't ugly. It was ugly. Yeah, it was not. I mean, at both ends, it really was. But sometimes that's the way it goes. And if you can win games like that, then you've got something extraordinary going on. And I, I think the Jazz do. They're already into a tough stretch that's going to continue now. We'll see if they can. They're 19-5, and five, Jake. If I had said that before the season, if I would made that prediction, you would have said I was crazy. Yeah, I would have called the phone number and had some people show up at your house. They would have had a special <laughs> jacket for you. Um, no, I, I think we both thought this team would had the potential to be pretty good. But I, I guess at no point did I think that the Jazz would have the best record in the league after, you know, a reasonable amount of time, right? You know, start 3-0. and But – um, to be 19 and five and have the best record in the NBA at this point, and 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 the way that they've done it, I think is really impressive. We'll learn a lot in the next couple of weeks for sure. I mean, it all starts tomorrow night against Boston, who's a good team. But I mean, it, I think it's exceeded. It, the Jazz have exceeded most everybody's expectations thus far. I th I, Jake, I thought if the Jazz and you remember we had this discussion that if the Jazz were going to shoot a low percentage from the field, that they were going to get beat especially under circumstances like that. And, and they found a way. And, and so they are multidimensional. They, they can win games in these different ways. As you're watching that game, it's easy to pick out uh, uh, things the Jazz need to improve on. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes they make mistakes. They get sloppy with the ball. And, uh, and beyond just the shots not dropping, sometimes somebody misses an assignment. And, and those things stand out now because the Jazz have 
have done a pretty good job of, of covering them. But when they do stand out, you think, okay, is that going to hurt the Jazz when they play the Lakers? Well, I, I mean, what... that was a bad example when you're looking at that sort of thing, though, because that was a built-in loss, and it, it was such an ugly game on both sides. And the, the Jazz were missing Mike Conley, who's been yeah. who's been critical to the – and I'm trying to – let me – best way craft this he's been critical to the smoothness of the offense when Mike Conley has come off the floor it, the the difference has been noticeable things get a little more sticky and uh, he's he's been critical to the team in that way so they they certainly missed him I we saw on the video feed he was out you know getting a little bit of work in before the the game started he wasn't shooting he was just kind of you know stretching and doing those sorts of things so you hope that this is something that a little rest will will cure but, uh, yeah, they missed him for sure against Indiana. No, yet another reason why it's impressive that they won that game. They were missing Mike Conley, who's been awesome for them so far this year. Did you see the way he was engaged, though, over courtside? I mean, that's another indication of the nice things that's happening with this team. He seemed to, you know, he was encouraging his teammates. He was involved in what was going on. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I saw that game, and I thought, yeah, this is not – attractive basketball but uh but it's okay because the jazz found found a way i one thing i wonder about though if we and we can sing praises to the jazz are the best team going right now in the world that's the best team your utah jazz the best team in the world right now um and i'll i'll stand by that and i'll ch- probably change my mind if things change but that's what i'm seeing but if we we're going to pick one thing out something that I think needs to change with the Jazz is Rudy Gobert's going to have to hit his free throws, and that's that's not exactly sophisticated uh, commentary there. But you know, in the in the postseason, and that's sort of what I look at with everything I see with this team. I say, how does that relate to the playoffs? They're not. They may not be able to keep him on the floor if he's going to go. What what, what was he yesterday? Was he uh, two, two of nine? Yeah, yeah. It I may mean, be. That, it may that, be. That's a real problem. That's a problem. And he's he's got good form. Usually, sometimes he falls away a little bit when he shoots that, but he's got to find a way to to uh, to correct that so that he can stay on the floor and, and mean all the good things for the Jazz that, uh, that he normally does. I think the game before, he was perfect from the line. So he just he, – he's a guy – I'm not – let me put it this way. I'm not all that concerned about it. I mean, I think Rudy's going to come back to where he's been shooting him the past couple of years. Uh, which is good enough to leave him on the floor in those those critical moments. Which well, right you're, you're now right, he's shooting fifty five on the season, right? Maybe I, something like that. I think it'll go up. I, I think that will go up. Um, but uh, you mentioned change your mind. You mean you change your mind like when you completely abandoned Tom Brady? Change your mind? Oh, I forgot that I wasn't going to bring that up this segment. Dang it! Who are you, Mike? <laughs> I forgot. I wasn't going to. Are you? Are you Mike? <laughs> All right, we'll get to more Big Show coming up next. We will talk a lot of Utah Jazz basketball today uh, on the show. Chris Mannix will join us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. And uh, Coach Chiesa drops by the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. I want to remind you, Valentine's Day this Sunday, and Jimmy's Flowers is there for you. We know that flowers make the perfect gift. Place your order now. You can get them delivered as well, Jimmy's Flowers with locations in Ogden, Layton, and Bountiful. Also, jimmysflowers.com. That's Jimmy's Flowers. In fact, Gordon, the show's going to be broadcasting from Jimmy's tomorrow as well as Wednesday. No big deal. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. It, it's it's always the best uh, smelling show uh, of the year. <laughs> Smells nice in there. You know how I feel about Jimmy's. I, I've I never do. been at a Jimmy's. I've been at two of the three, and I've never been in one that wasn't uh, about the most beautiful flower store you're ever going to see. Yeah, very nice. And and Mike and <clears throat> his whole crew, they're they're amazing. They're so nice, and and so nice to our listeners. So Jimmy's flowers, and, and not just nice, but they're conscientious in the way they go about arranging their flowers, and it's high quality stuff. Certainly better than you or I could do. Uh. <laughs> Gordon comes home with a fistful of dandelions. <laughs> if it weren't if it were for Mike and Jimmy's, at least he'd get some broken sticks off the oak tree outside. Oh man, I love I love I love giving my wife flowers. I always have, and that's why I have an appreciation for Jimmy's and the work they do there. Because oh, it's... you're a florist now? No, no I just. I, I I'm not like I didn't say I'm good at it. I just I just have a, a good eye for it. I, okay. I, I can't I can't do it myself, but I can appreciate it when it's done well. I see. So you're you can't do it yourself, but are fine critiquing. That sounds right up our alley. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. More next ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Quick tease. You don't want to miss uh, uh, um, Sounds Various Clips today at 5.30, also known as Drop of the Day. We have a, um, several Super Bowl-related sound clips to play, uh, Gordon, um, all of which I think are pretty funny. <laughs> Does it include uh, Kevin Harlan's call of the, uh, of the uh, intruder out on the field? Yeah, what do we call that now? Because uh, that, that guy wasn't exactly streaking, right? I mean, he Well, was... he did. He did start to disrobe i suppose and and what was this deal they were they were marketing something some youtube something or other they were trying to get the word out i i decided i didn't want to give them attention so i didn't really dig into it but yeah, i guess it was some yeah. uh big promotional uh thing and, and by the way i thought kevin harlan was done doing that because he didn't want to encourage that such behavior in the future well he sure did it yesterday i, I guess mean, he, was, he thought have, well it's the super the, bowl why not yeah that might have been the best call of the game I, you know what? I did not catch much of the radio broadcast this year, so I don't, I don't know. But usually, have you heard what? Have you heard what he said? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, it was it was funny. It was funny. It was good. There's some other things uh, that we're gonna play too. Some some post game sound mishap. It just just mistakes you never want to make at the worst times. You know that kind of thing. When you're a reporter, anyway. Yeah. So what did you think? Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. no, that's all right. Yeah. What did I think about what? I, what did you think of uh, the showdown between the Honey Badger and Tom Brady? You know, it's funny you bring that up because Tom is, is – did you see what uh, came out about that exchange today, that Tom texted him an apology? Yeah, I no, I didn't hear that. I just heard some of the comments that, uh, that uh, the Badger himself made about what Brady said, that he couldn't repeat what Brady said. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, the, and, the the latest here is he texted the honey badger 
and said, sorry, I got uh, caught up in the heat of the moment. So it was Tom who started it. And isn't it coincidental that it just happens to be, you know, one of those guys that runs really hot out on the field? Well, the, the, he's just the messing HB... with him. He's on a next level. He's just he took Tyrion Matthew uh, uh, or Tyron Tyrion. I'm, I'm going Game of Thrones there. Tyron Matthew. <laughs> uh, they took him right out of the game. Uh, the head games, yeah. Gordon, the head well, games. It's amazing. All... And then after the game, he's like, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally, totally threw you off your game there. Uh, uh, what I said was inappropriate. Tremendous respect. Have a nice day. You think it's easier to apologize after victory? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I uh, do. The HB is known to talk. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I mean, I don't think Tom is, is apologizing because uh, the Honey Badger started it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who started it, but I, I saw I did watch it, and I think anybody who's knows anything about Tom Brady knows that, you know, when he presents himself, it's it's pretty polished, it's pretty smooth. But uh, I I bet there aren't very many people who are as competitive as he is, and uh, that that just spilled over a little bit right there in front of everybody and then he totally just backs off oh i have so much respect for you i just totally was camping, is that out, what he said? camping out in your head yeah here this is from the, the brady called matthew the ultimate uh, competitor and his apology said he knew he needed to match matthew's intensity sunday brady told matthew he'd watched him since his days at lsu and he praised matthew for his heart calling him an incredible leader champion and class act Brady also expressed his desire to apologize in person in the future. He said his outbursts in an emotional moment were no, in no way a reflection on his feelings toward Matthew, whom he spoke of highly throughout the week leading up to the game. I can believe that. It's, you're, it, say, you're, spe you're speaking as though that was disingenuous. No, I, 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 strategic is what that is. <laughs> yeah, but str strategic implies... Being disingenuous. No, it's strategic. But that it's being said for one's own benefit in some way. Well, it's it's easy to, uh, you know, walk it back later in some, you know, I think you're classy and the best and whatever. But, yeah, I just took you totally out of your game. And I'm sure he didn't mean what he said about him. So it's easy, easy to do that. <laughs> See, I, I, I don't think I don't think that's what that was. I think he was just so fired up that he was letting it flow. Yeah, because that's what Tom wants and you to think. Of course, that's no. why you apologize oh, in the first place. Wait a minute. So people you like Gordon out there be like, "Oh, no. Tom, you don't know oh, that. That's that's you so don't noble." Know that he was doing that on purpose. So to, to... noble of you, Tom. No, you got caught up in the heat of the moment. It's okay. It's all right. No, I'm not saying <laughs> one way or the other whether it's all right. I just don't think he did it on purpose in order to gain an advantage. We still love you, Tom. Of course, he did. Yeah, no, he, and, didn't. he and, was mad. And he was mad. And John Stockton didn't have uh, sharp knees and elbows going through picks. You know, like, spare me. Jake. Spare me. Man, I'll tell you. How do you get a competitive that advantage? So you think he did that to somehow knock uh, Matthew off his game? Absolutely. Uh, I think they got into it. I think that, would, that I think that was just that was just the heat of the moment. That was competition. Uh huh. And he picked him specifically to to do that with. Yeah. He's, come on, come on, Gordon. Well, come some, on. Something something triggered it. Yeah. Right. Exactly yeah. What. I can gain a competitive advantage by getting this so, guy fired up. So you're up. saying you're saying that Tom Brady 
when he, in preparation for the game, said, I have a great idea. I'm going to go after their best defensive back, and I'm going to throw him off his game by screaming mean things at him. He probably does it all the time. Talk to Hans about this stuff. What does is, what is Hans know? No, it's Tom just, Brady it just go, no, it goes on all the time. You're like, okay, this guy has this type of personality, so I'm going to get under his skin. Have you seen Tom Brady erupt like that in the middle of a game often? No, but maybe it's a few quiet words there in the pile or something. You never know his his strategy, but I'm sure he does like it. Tom uh, Brady is in the pile, <laughs> whispering sweet nothings sure he, at people. It, it's <laughs> like like Larry Bird, you know the the legend of what a trash talker he was. That you know, he he was subtle about it. I didn't think he was subtle about that. Everybody knew about that. Uh, all right, Mike is in studio with us once again. Any hour services, we'll get to what's going on. Uh, coming up next, but I like it, Mike. We're talking furnaces today. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the biggest things that um, we see going out to homes is the people forgetting to change their air filter. And really, we think that like, oh, well, maybe I'll just end up with a little extra dust in the house or, you know, different things like that. But right. the reason that we get called out is because uh, when the filter is not changed it restricts the airflow and that can have some negative effects on the system and so tonight when you get home uh, or if you're home right now you know go around and or go check the air filter take it out hold it up to the light if you can't see light through it you're not getting enough air through it uh, and then go around the house and make sure that all of the the registers are open and that your return vents aren't blocked because the number one most important thing when it comes to your furnace working the way it should is airflow so let's talk about the importance of that. Is it just simply the furnace doesn't have to work as hard, or what's the deal? Uh that's a little bit of it because if you have that resistance, the motors are under more strain that way. But the biggest thing is if you think about your furnace, it it has the responsibility of creating all of the heat to be able to warm your entire house. And it's all done in that little cabinet. And if you don't, it's only method to distribute that heat is the air flowing. And it might not seem like that big of a difference, but it's, it's a balanced system and the engineers know how much airflow it needs and so anyway if, if you're not doing that the heat stays in the cabinet it can overheat cause parts to fail and or there's a there's a part called a high limit switch that will start to detect it overheating and it'll shut the thing down when the thing's not necessarily broken it just needs more airflow let's talk about the deal tonight because it's uh, it's been very popular yeah you know uh last week when we were here we had a lot of people call and try and take advantage of the thing and uh, we had people calling the next day and so if you were one of those people or you were thinking about doing it and you didn't act on it um normally we charge 99 dollars to come out to your home we go through your furnace and do the annual maintenance that the manufacturers recommend you know in the owner's manual um it always says in addition to all the maintenance that you perform you should have your system inspected regularly by a properly trained technician so we've got a 34-point furnace tune-up where we go through all the vital components. And we document everything we find. We answer your questions and educate you on the condition of the system. Um, the deal is you got to call tonight before 6 because we're giving Zone listeners $70 off. You're not going to pay $99. You're going to get it for $29. And if you mention that you heard the show when you call in, if you have a standard size furnace filter, we're going to replace it for you when we come out there too. How about that? All right. You heard the deal right there from Mike. Save 70 bucks on a 34-point furnace tune-up. $99 value, only $29. Uh, but you've got to call before 6, and uh, if just for zone listeners, the cherry on top. Right. A filter. Very nice. A very nice touch. <laughs> 801-443-7400. 801-443-7400. 
any hour services. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. All right, coming up next, what's going on straight ahead here on The Zone Sports Network.